Happy Sabbath, family. Happy Sabbath, family. God is good. And all the time. Family, it's okay. You can smile. I Trust me when I tell you. I've said it before. I say it again. When I was younger, I, I was told, um, stop eating all that candy and cookies. You're going to lose your teeth one day. And I was a non-believer, but I'm a believer today. But I still smile with what I have. Family indeed, it is, let me say, it is good to be home. Uh, I would like for us to know is right after we would have done the Great Commission, we're going to ask everyone just to remain seated for a moment because there's some, some, um, some family business I just need to share with you um, so you'll know uh, what to expect moving forward. Is that okay, family? Is that okay? Family, say amen for you choir. Family, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book, book of Chronicles, chapter 4. And I'm going to read in your hearing verses 9 through 10. As you can see, it's on the screen. We thought we had lost the projectors for a moment. First Chronicles, chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Family, stand with me, if you would, for the reading of the scripture. I am going to read in your hearing. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. The word of God reads, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Family, we're going to speak for just a short while on the subject. What are you embracing? Let's bow his word of prayer. Our Father and our God, thank you, Father, that you are who you are. I thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are good and you are not evil. That you love us, your children, even in spite of ourselves. Father, we've come into your house to worship you. So, Father, we are asking you now that as your word goes out, I'm asking you first for forgiveness of my sins. Father, as I preach, I'm also listening. May your son Jesus be seen high and lifted up. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord, my strength, and my redeemer, let the children of God say, Amen. Family may be seated in the presence of God. And Jabez, 
was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. What are you embracing? He didn't ask to be born. He couldn't because he didn't exist. It was the participation of his mother and his father in an act of consensual sharing of oneness that this child conceived in pleasure delivers in pain. Jabez was not the only child of his parents, but he is the only one mentioned as having caused his mother, according to the New International Version, pain in the birthing process. There are some parallels within the experience of Jabez that can be easily equated to the experience of people of color. But not just people of color, but all people of experience that have learned the lessons of overcoming. Jabez in the birthing process refused to remain in the darkness of the womb. Family, I need you to stay with me now because I need you thinking. We, we don't know if Jabez was born prematurely, on time, or late. The literal darkness he is surrounded by may not be his problem. It may be the one that he is tied to. His mother, and now his need, to disconnect. The question begs to be asked, what has she been genetically exposed to and how deep is her own darkness? Is it possible that Jabez grew to know some things not only about himself, but also his mother and his father and their family, hence his prayer? And is it possible that Jabez wanted generational curses to end with him? We know nothing about her, his mother. We don't know anything about her. Expect her claim, accept her claim that Jabez caused her pain. The text testifies that he refused to embrace the darkness of the womb. And he caused hurt and pain to his mother to escape to the light. Jabez refused to be identified any further as a round object in his mother's abdomen. He positioned himself for expulsion and he waved goodbye to the darkness. Darkness, darkness, darkness is not to be confused with blackness. As a boy growing up, 
I found myself sitting with my father at times watching Western movies and shows like The Magnificent Seven, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, High Chaparral, Bonanza, Big Valley, Maverick, but it was The Lone Ranger and The Roy Rogers Show that made me notice the men who wore the different color hats. The good guys wore the white hats, and the bad guys wore the black hats. The meaning was being conveyed that hat size and design didn't matter. Color mattered. If there was a shootout, all that mattered was that the white hat was left standing. The villains wore the black hats because the black hat represented evil and everything bad. You cheered for the white hat. It didn't matter how many people the white hat shot or killed. The thought conveyed was that the white hats were justified in what they did. And you felt good at the end of the show because in your mind, good triumphed over evil. Black represented evil and darkness. Black is a color. Blackness is not. I'm going to say this thing again. Black is a color. Blackness is not. Blackness is not the darkness. And darkness is not blackness. Blackness is to be embraced and darkness is to be shunned. Darkness speaks to the temperature of the soul. Let me say this thing again. Blackness, darkness speaks to the temperature of the soul. Darkness has nothing to do with the TYR gene that provides instructions for making an enzyme called tyrosinase. This enzyme is located in the melocytes, which are specialized cells that produce pigment called melanin. Melanin is the substance that gives skin, hair, and eyes their color. The TYR gene is located on the long arm 9 of chromosome 11 at position 14.3. More precisely, the TYR gene is located from base pair 89.177.871 to base pair 89.295.758 on chromosome 11. In simpler terms, color is ordered by God. And darkness is entertained in the soul's temple by choice. If death were represented by color and Bible prophecy, black is not it. Stay with me now, family. If death were represented by color and Bible prophecy, black is not it. In Revelation chapter 6, there are four horsemen that represent different periods in the Christian era. Roy Allen Anderson in his book, Unfolding the Revelation, page 63, states, Whatever spiritual lessons we may gather from this prophecy, 
the historic interpretation since as far back as the third century has been that the symbols, picture, and graphic language, the decline of the spiritual life of the church. The white horse, a symbol of purity and victory. Victory of the gospel over paganism in the first century. The white horse is the preaching word sent into the world by the Holy Spirit. The red horse, the red horse, a symbol of war and bloodshed. The spirit of love and peace receded from the visible church and was succeeded by a spirit of discord, dissension, and controversy. Christians were being instigated to destroy one another. The black horse, a symbol of subjection. The church fell into corruption and became subject to the powers of darkness. Commercialism replaced her devotion and reverence. In simpler terms, the church was bought and sold. If you had the money, the church was paid to look the other way. The pale horse is the symbol of death. The character of this writer is that his name is called death and hell follows him. The church departed from the faith so greatly that the leaders seemed to lose the character of men and assumed that of malignant demons and savage beasts and death itself. The black horse descended into spiritual darkness and a pale horse emerged. Botanists will teach you that when plants have not been exposed to the sun, plants lose their color. Darkness, darkness is the absence of light. Darkness attempts to exist in light is called shade. <laughs> shade is the comparative darkness caused by the in interception of screening rays or of light of an object, place, or area. Shade is not a color. It is a created condition. Stay with me now, family. Shade is not a color. It is a created condition. Blackness is not ghetto. Ghetto is darkness. Ghetto is shade. Ghetto is the absence of light. It's the absence of something. Darkness attempts to define ghetto as, as blackness, and that is a lie. Ghetto is shade. It is a created condition by the haves and the have-nots. The sad part of ghetto is that some have embraced the ghetto life and culture. And they have learned to let it identify them in a negative light. That's what shade is. Negative light. Shade is improper language. Shade is improper speech. Shade is improper motive. Shade is improper actions. Shade is improper decisions. Shade wanting respect from light because it refuses to come out of the shadows. 
If shade wants the benefits of light, then it has to learn to step forward. Shade and shadow exist in religion. Say this thing again. Shade and shadow exist in religion. In Islam, you have ISIS and Al-Qaeda. In Christianity, you have fanatical, fundamental conservatives and liberalists. Malcolm X and his pilgrimage to Mecca saw that light and darkness ex existed together in the soul and not the pigment of the skin. Malcolm X and his true conversion saw Muslim brothers with white skin and blue eyes. I, I find it interesting that looking from the outside in, that it appears that the followers of Islam receive all colors of God's human creation, but the followers of Jesus separate themselves into colonies of color. Darkness exists in politics. Unfortunately, to the closed minds, the Democratic Party does not belong to people of color. And not all Republicans fight against policies that benefit black communities. We have to start embracing and voting for issues that guarantee equal treatment and access for all people. If not, we would not be better than a man who wears a white sheet over his head. We need to get our heads out from under the cover. The rapper Snoop Dogg. Snoop didn't get a show on television by embracing the hard life of Compton or the policies of thug life. Snoop moved his family to Las Vegas so his family could have better education. Snoop has not betrayed his blackness or the community he was raised in. Snoop wants and desires what his experience to that point could not afford him. Experience is what Snoop wants outside of Compton. The words of James Weldon Johnson, the National Black Anthem, lift every voice and sing, speaks not of color, but of experience. I'm going to say this thing again. The words of James Weldon Johnson, the National Black Anthem, lift every voice and sing. It speaks not of color, but of experience. When will we learn that slavery did not make us black? Slavery is an institution. It is not a color. Dr. Lila Wagner, director of the Office of Philanthropic Services for the North American Division for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, her family were slaves in Estonia. She shared with me that they had no last name. Her father was a tavern keeper. 
So they took the word, which means tavern keeper, as a last name. They fled Estonia for the United States, and she said, and they left when she was a little girl, and she has made the most of her experience here, and Dr. Wagner is white. Slavery is not black or white. Slavery is darkness. Slavery made one of the most despicable acts of humanity dark. The institution of slavery taught us to hate ourselves and each other. Lessons learned from the darkness should serve notice that to embrace it is to embrace death. Acknowledgement of darkness. Hear me, family. Acknowledgement of darkness within blackness is no excuse to embrace it. Blackness is relative. Blackness is relative. In 1954, Sammy Davis Jr. converted to Judaism. Sammy Davis Jr. said it was because of the close similarities between the Jewish culture, I mean, between the Jewish and black experience. Meanwhile, back in the black community, it was said and believed that Sammy Davis Jr. did it to escape his blackness. But it was in the segregated South that Sammy Davis Jr. boarded a bus and the driver told him to get to the back. Sammy Davis Jr. replied, but I am Jewish. The driver said, in that case, get off. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. found out that when blackness and religion are confronted by darkness, talent isn't enough, and his pigment betrayed what he really wanted, and that was acceptance. But the question begs to be asked, at what cost? How a person defines their blackness should be priceless to them. It needs to be made known now that blackness is not a fixed color. It's more than 50 shades of gray. It's the true 50 shades of gray. Blackness is all-encompassing. Blackness takes in all cultures and all races. Everything is more complicated than you think and the only way to come to know that is to go through experience. An African-American can't tell a white South African that Shaka Zulu, who is from South Africa, is not a part of their history. A white Bostonian can't tell a white Egyptian that the first black leader of the free world is Barack Obama. When the white Egyptians pass, it's full of black pharaohs that rule the then known world. Color does not determine origin or inherited legacy. Blackness is relative because culture and experience is different. The black experience has many and varying components and, aspect, and aspects to it. 
the ghetto does not define the black experience. The same way a trailer park doesn't define the white experience. Hip-hop doesn't define the black experience. The same way country western doesn't define the white experience. But no matter what you do, let me say this thing again. No matter what you do, someone is always going to attempt to rewrite the history of God's blessings for your life. Someone is always going to try and explain the why in your life. Why were you on the brink of ruin and failure? And for most of us, we would say, but God. Some people didn't understand that God is the why, but God. But God brought you back from the precipice. You were ready and willing to give it all up, but God. But God, oh, I like this. But God brought you back. He didn't take you back. Say this again. God brought you back. He didn't take you back. Because to take you back insinuates that God let you go. And God never lets go. He gives you enough rope not to hang yourself, but that you will be able to hang on. In God's permissive will, you may have suffered addiction, depression. You may have been locked up, raised children on your own, or never able to have children. You suffered adversity. God's permissive will allowed our decisions to impact us. But he didn't allow it to take away our destiny. Because God's perfect will sent his son into the world to redeem and reclaim what's his. Jabez did not want to be remembered for the pain he caused his mother. Coming from darkness into the light. Jabez didn't embrace the meaning of his name. He asks God to change the legacy of his inherited name. Jabez and George W. Bush have something in common. <laughs> George W. Bush, going to ask a musician to come play something for us. We can ready to go. George W. Bush said this when when leaving office. He said, I hope the historians will be kind. The one thing that I've been able to learn in my short time here on earth, and that is this, legacy is not what you say about yourself. It's what others say about you. And the question that all of us need to ask ourselves today is, what are you embracing? What are you hugged up to and with? 
what's priceless to you? You know, <laughs> I found this out the hard way. When I never forget the day that David was born. And it was asked, what is his name? And I said, David Lamont P.A. Jr. He's going to be named after his daddy. Dave gets older. He grows up. Finds himself getting some credit cards. And then the bill starts coming to the house. Because he lives at the house, but the house don't belong to him. And so now when it's time to go get something that's needed for credit, what David Lamont P.A. Jr. did is now on the transcript for David Lamont P.A. Sr. And the lesson that I've learned is this. Is that there's a lot in a name. All that I worked for and saved for, made my mistakes, recouped from my mistakes. But because of my love for David Lamont P.A. Sr., wanting to have someone named after him, I'm, I'm willing to say, you are my child and you're named after me. So now, in order for him to grow and make his mistakes, never forget the day that Dave took one of our vehicles when he wasn't supposed to be in it because he's supposed to be driving the other one. And he took this one and it began to rain and the car hydroplane and he wrecked the car. And when, when, when they wrote him the ticket, he didn't have his license on him. So they asked him, what's your name, David P.A.? So now it's time for me to get ready to have and pay for my insurance for the car. And so now as I'm talking with Progressive, and Progressive says, sir, you have this on your record. But that wasn't me. But sir, it's on your record. You need to go to the DMV. So I went to the DMV. So when I went to the DMV, and I'm sitting there talking with the lady at the DMV. I looked at her, and she made this statement to me. She said, sir, how old is your son? And I shared with her how old David was at the time. She said, I just want you to know, it's going to be easier for you to take this than for him to take it. 
She said it's going to be easier if you take it than for him to take it. So my love for my child made it so that I stand in the gap even in spite of his bad decisions. Because one day when I was yet enemies with God, God came and died for me. That even though I had yet to be born, he had already taken my sins, hung upon a cruel cross, and he said, even in spite of, it's easier for God to take it than for you to take it. It's going to be hard for you to hang on this cross, but for him, he hangs there and he says, Daddy, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Daddy, charge it to me. That's my blood. So now, on that great getting up morning, when all the dead in Christ are going to be raised first, if God doesn't come, and I'm translated because I don't know about you because I know where I'm going. My heart is fixed, and my mind is made up. I know where I'm going. I'm not going to a place of perdition. Me, I'm going back home to be with my father. And when he asked me on that day, David, where's the flock that I gave you? I'm going to say, Lord, I done done what you told me to do. David, where's the flock that I gave you? Chelsea, David, Mariah, Peanut, Mia, Malia, Michael, my children, grandchildren. I can't speak for them, but I can't say this. Is that, Lord, I done done what you told me to do. So here they are. These are your children. You gave them to us, and we're giving them back to you. I'm looking forward to that day. That day, what family are you embracing? As I look around, as I've been able to travel throughout our conference and we've gone in from church to church to church you can see the spirituality of a lot of our churches deteriorating what are you embracing it used to be that there was a time when we couldn't wait to get to church now it's I'll get there when I get there what family are you embracing This trade. <laughs> I'm going to share this with you and then we're going to have this word of prayer. Ella Simmons made this statement talking about Kobe Bryant. I can tell you where I was. I was sitting on my sofa. First time I had to have been able to have a day where I could sit at home. And all of a sudden it comes across the television. We're reporting about the death of Kobe Bryant. And I sat there and I would not be truthful. I didn't tell you the tears start to stream down my face. 
because I knew Kobe. Kobe didn't know me, but I knew Kobe. I let Kobe in my house. Every time I turned on the television when he was playing, I let him in my house. Every time he was up, I remember the time when he shot those air balls and everybody was laughing. I'm like, young buck gonna learn one day. But he learned. And then I remember watching him one game. Few seconds left to go on the clock. He had the ball in his hand. He put that jumper up. And I just see myself being still in the house. And when it flushes clean through the net, I start jumping around the house. And I said, that boy is an assassin. He's an assassin. Black Mamba, he is. But I, I knew him, but he didn't know me. And all that came back into my mind as I thought about that, I said, hold up. Is that going to be the way it is on the day when God says, I don't know you? But Lord, wait a minute, hold up. I, I, I fed people in your name. I, I gave cash out of my pocket to people who were destitute in your name. I visited the sick in your name. Yeah, you did all of that, but I don't know you. Question for all of us is, who and what are you embracing? Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Our Father which art in heaven, thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. Thank you, Father, that you are, your character speaks of who you are. It, it tells us you are a miracle worker, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. Nobody can tell me different. I know because you were there. Every time, the times when just wanted to give up and you you called my name and you said that's boy you belong to me and somebody here father need to know that they belong to you so is every head is bowed and every eye is closed and you came here today and you don't have a relationship with God, I invite you just to slide out your seat, just come down. It's only going to be a couple of moments. It's between you and God. You want to make things right with Him. The decision is yours. It doesn't make any difference if you're a church member or not. This decision is strictly between you and God.
is God going to co-sign for you? Are you going to allow him to co-sign for you? Strictly between you and God. Is there anybody? Is there another? Is there another? God bless you. Is there another? It's just you and God. Anybody else want God to co-sign for them? Anybody else? Family, as I pray, as I continue to pray, I invite those who just want to say, Lord, I got to make this thing right with you. You know who you are. Make that thing right. Kobe, <laughs> I know what they said. But to see him flying around in the sky, Our Father, thank you, Lord, for my brothers and my sisters who, who have come forward because they, they're saying by them coming that, Lord, they want things to be right between you and them. You know that there are others who also know that they need to come. So just as you've done for countless others, Lord, do for them. I'm asking that those that are under the sound of my voice, if it's your desire that you want to reconsecrate, rededicate your life, I also ask you to stand. Father, you, you see us. You know us just as we are. Father, may your will be done. And when you come, Lord, save us into your kingdom. Thank you again for my brothers and my sisters that have come. Seal their decisions in the books of heaven. And when you come, may they be able to hear you say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Keep us, Lord, until that time. In the loving name of Jesus, we do pray. Let the children of God say, amen. We're going to ask those who just came, if you all can just be seated just for a moment.